Welcome to 67 Rye. What follows us and what we love, hosted by Akeem, otherwise known as Akeem the Dream. And today we're going to be doing a book review. Yes, books. Who reads books anymore? Well, you should. I read books. I probably read 100 books in my 20s. Okay. And one of the books that always sticks out to me when someone asks me, what book should I read? Well, the first thing that I think of is number one, read biographies over fiction, uh, read biographies over nonfiction. So those business books and now books are starting to evolve where, you know, you have a, a book about somebody's life and it's kind of like a nonfiction how-to book about business or mindset. I, I like much more the biographies where they're telling you stories of their life kind of in a chrono- chronological order or maybe not in a chronological order, but they're starting they're, they tell you the stories, but they mix in the lessons. I think that's a great that's a great book to if you ever want to read because you're reading about stories. It's kind of like watching reading a movie take place of somebody's life, and you're able to pull the lessons and extract the lessons. Because I find that when you watch a movie about somebody's life, say The Founder with Ray Kroc and McDonald's, you're gonna watch that movie and be like, oh man, there were so many great tips in there, milkshake salesman to founder of Wal- uh, uh, of McDonald's. But you're gonna you're not gonna write it down in the movie theater, and if you do, I give you mad props because I mean I've never seen a person in the movie theater taking notes. If you see somebody in the movie theater taking notes, they're gonna make it. I just gotta give you a little tip. I'm stuffing my face with butter popcorn, butter on the top, butter in the middle. But what were we talking about? We're talking about books, and the book I like to recommend since I've been 22 years old is a book called "When I Stop Talking, You'll Know I'm Dead." Useful Stories from a Persuasive Man by Jerry Weintraub and Rich Cohen. So Jerry Weintraub is the principal author of this book, and it's who it's about, what this book is about, his life. And if you don't know who Jerry Weintraub is, I don't blame you. He's not super well known in the public consciousness. But some of the shit he pulled off, man, I cannot, it's hard to even understand the cojones, the persistence, and I'm going to say persistence probably a hundred times in this episode because it's the it's the one word about his life that is so true. I mean, from the, I'll give you the first the first story that kind of comes to mind about this guy, and this is a biography he wrote. Uh, is uh, the story about how he got to host Elvis Presley for a concert in the in the mid '70s when he was in his like early 20s or mid 20s or late 20s. He he was dreaming what he was he was about to go to bed one night or he was sleeping one night. He woke up. Uh, this is Jerry I'm talking about. Jerry woke up, hits his wife and goes, "You know what, baby? I think I want to host Elvis Presley for a concert." And I guess it came to him in a dream, as most amazing things do. My ideas come to me in the shower or when I'm driving, but sometimes in a dream I'll wake up. Very rarely. But sure, I, I bet you a million people in the '70s were saying, "Shit, I'd like to host Elvis Presley." I'm done. Uh, I'm done delivering mail. I'm done. I'm done flipping these cheeseburgers. Where's Where's the Colonel? Where's Elvis at? Let's get him on the road. Because from the 1950s until his death in 1977, I mean, Elvis Presley ruled the world. He was the king of pop, uh, the king of Graceland, and is he had uh, and he already had a manager. His name was uh, the Colonel, right? So between the two of them, you know, him shaking his hips and making the girls go crazy in the 50s, and essentially founding what is today pop pop music and rock and roll to, to, to pretty much take it. I mean, his legacy is still felt today in Vegas. If you go to Vegas today, you'll see a bunch of Elvis Presley impersonators. Hey, how you doing? Oh, what's going on, baby? Uh, Elvis, you know, it's kind of like, I, I forget the line he always said, but, or uh, the famous line was, uh, Elvis is leaving the building. 
and they actually you get to hear the jo- the the genesis of uh, that one phrase. Elvis is leaving the building in this book, but and essentially Jerry Weintraub gets this idea to hose uh, Elvis, which is audacious and crazy, but that's what makes this an interesting book because I bet you can imagine what happened. And the story behind how he got a hold of Tom Parker, which was Elvis's uh, uh, a manager, and Tom Parker's um, nickname in real life was the Colonel. So he would uh, Jerry Weintraub found out what Colonel the Colonel's number was, and he had called him every day for a year, saying, "I'll host Elvis Presley. I'll host Elvis Presley. I'll host Elvis Presley. Let me do it. Let me do it." And he just kept leaving voicemails. And back then, you couldn't screen calls. So this guy would just get, you know, Tom Parker would just hear it every single day. But let me ask you this. That sounds like, okay, he called him for every day for a year. Think about what I just said. He called somebody every single day for a year. I mean, if you've ever heard of persistence and someone who knows what they want, that is a powerful lesson for life. Because on the, I think it was the 364th day or 63rd day, just shy of a year. Maybe it was a day to the year. I can't remember. But the colonel finally answered his phone. He's like, listen, kid, you've been calling me every day for a year. What's your deal? What do you want with Elvis? And then he made and he told him, I said, I want to host him in a concert. I have a good idea for a concert we can do. So the colonel goes, you know what? If you're crazy enough to call me for a year, I'll give you a shot. Bring me a million dollars by this time tomorrow. And I think it was Seattle or someplace in the Northwest. He said, get a million bucks. And uh, I'll let you host the Colonel for a night because obviously the show's revenues from just the ticket sales would show would surpass that. So Jerry was broke. I mean, he had no money and he, you know, he thought he had made it. He got a call back. He got an offer. He had the opportunity. But like many other things in life, just because you're persistent, that's not enough. You have to be a problem solver because you'll be getting it. Listen, if you're this persistent, you call every day for a year, you'll get your shot. You'll get your opportunity. But then what? I mean, this is the this is this is the crux of life. Then what? Just because you you make it to one level doesn't mean there's not another level. There's always another level. And if you think there's the level stop, I mean, I got I got some news for you. They never stop. And this guy, he understood that. So he goes in a day, and he he somehow raises a million dollars for this concert. And then that's and that kind of kicked off his career. And I think if you think about his life, uh. That is the pivotal story. I mean, that was that was his that was his. Uh, I mean, if you could think about, uh, you know, what he accomplished, that was the catalyst for a lot of things. Because if you get that accomplished, you all you kind of figured out the cheat code for life that you just never give up. And most people would think that a story like that, or even pursuing that kind of a goal, would be crazy. Nobody in their right mind. Uh, would bother to ask to, to even to go down that path, but Jerry was such a was such a huge dreamer that that even add, that that question never even entered his mind. It was a, just a matter of boom. It was in his mind. Boom, he's going to go get it. So you have to you have to read this book because you get an energy of optimism that really drives the heart of this book, and it's the optimism that after he was done with Elvis, and he had a relationship with Elvis until he passed away. You know, he had that same spirit that allowed him to become a prominent player in the music business. And then he ended up bringing Frank Sinatra out of retirement and he found and launched John Denver. John Denver, if you don't know, was the singer who has that one infamous song everyone can sing at a 
at a country saloon or at a karaoke bar, uh, take me home country roads, take me home country roads to the place I belong, West Virginia, back mama, take me home. And I apologize for butchering one of the best songs of all time, but I feel like I know the words until it's like, you know, you, you think you know the words until you actually have to go sing it. But when I stop talking, you know, I'm dead. Wow. If you want a real, if you want to adopt a real persistence about life and get a persistence attitude, this is the book that will plant the seed for you. Because I think a lot of times that's all you're missing. You probably have the talent. You probably have the know-how. You probably know what you want. But how many times are you going to swing at the bat? To swing the bat at the plate and strike out over and over and over again. I mean, Jerry will just give you permission to shoot your shot. And uh, that's the biggest takeaway you can have for not just this book, but for life. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Just keep swinging the proverbial bat and you will round the bases. So a quote that I love from this book from Jerry, he goes, do not get attached to the world as it is because the world is changing and something new is coming. Something new is coming. And if you just keep that reminder to yourself, that's probably, he says that because he knows, listen, if I don't keep trying and if I don't keep adapting, I don't keep changing, nothing's going to change. So persist and adapt and change. And you too could, uh, Host uh, Elvis Presley of whatever it is you're trying to do. Whatever whatever Elvis Presley represents to you in your life. Maybe you just need 365 days of relentless effort of just taking another swing at the bat. It could be losing weight. It could be meeting a person of influence. It could be meeting your future partner or spouse. It could be the discipline to save money. Whatever it is persistence that's the name of the game and like this book when i stop talking you'll be done listening thanks for listening to another episode of 67 rye